Don't you just love it when God's moving and ministering and touching and delivering and healing and, and encouraging? How many of you feel more encouraged now than you did a couple hours ago? Yeah. Amen. Isn't it great to gather together in the name of the Lord and have the presence of His Holy Spirit here to minister and to move and to do great things in and through us. I'm just so excited about what God has done, what God is doing, and what God is uh, planning to do in your life this week. I believe we got a word this morning that's going to free somebody up to walk into all that God has for you. Actually, I'm not saying I believe. I know. I know I do. Because the Lord wants to do things in your life and God wants to do things in your family's life that are beyond imagination. Do you know that? And I'll prove that with the Word of God in 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. He says, I has not seen, nor has ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. God's got something so great for you, you can't even wrap your vision around it. God's got something so great for you, you've not even heard something that good. I've got good news for you, but what God's got for you is even better than I can give words to describe. And it has not entered into your heart the great things that God has for you. And I do believe God wants us to experience them, begin to walk in them this week. And in order to do so, we may have to deal with something. And I believe the Lord showed me and spotlighted something we need to deal with. There's something we need to send a cease and desist order to. Okay, if something's got to stop, there's something got to stop. We got to put a stop to it beginning today. The epidemic has to stop. And I'm here to encourage you today to go ahead and get ready to sign your cease and desist order. Uh, I, we have a company and with our company, uh, you know, it, it's a national and international company that uh, God's blessed us with. And it has trademarks and it has, uh, you know, all kinds of uh, uh, I, I, you know, intellectual properties that are protected and so forth. And, uh, you know, my, our attorney was telling us, and he's a spirit-filled Christian, married to a pastor as well, and he was telling us that your intellectual property and your trademarks and, and your logos and all that is only as good as you will exercise authority over them. If you just let anybody use them and anybody do anything uh, with them and not come up to the standards of which you set for them, it will water down and ruin everything. And, uh, and we had a case where someone was using them out of state and, and uh, we had evidence of that. And, you know, my nature is I don't want to, you know, get the attorneys involved in all this stuff. And he, he assured me, he says, if you won't exercise your authority over it and hold it up to its standard, then let me tell you what, your standard is gone. You're letting someone else set the standard. said, you have to send this cease and desist order in order to bring a cessation to it. And I said, okay, uh, we've tried to negotiate and, you know, tried to talk to the person and it just things weren't going the way they should. So a cease and desist order goes with authority uh, of the legal system behind it. And we get this really, really wonderful, kind, nice uh, message back that says, you know, we never meant any harm and we, we promise we won't do that anymore. And, you know, we, we, we thank you for allowing what we did do and like we allowed it. But nonetheless, uh, it, it stopped in evidence that they weren't promoting that. They were sending me screenshots of things that it, things that had changed. And, uh, and I was like, you know what? We need, we need to issue a cease and desist order uh, in, for some things in our own life. We need to stop allowing this epidemic that the Lord showed me that I'm going to stop, that I'm going to share with you today. Because I believe this is the one thing, 
This is the one thing that can, that can stop you from receiving all that God wants to get to you. The things that your eyes have not seen and ears have not heard and things that have not entered into your heart. All these plans that God has for you are being, are being circumvented because of this thing that we need to deal with. And I know you're asking me right now, well, what are we talking about, Pastor? So glad you asked me because the message is going to answer your question. And it's called what I'm, I'm calling it the unworthy complex. It is dangerous. It is poisonous. It is hurting so many people, hurting so many families right now. This unworthy complex. And before we delve into it, let's just ask God for wisdom. Father, we pray for wisdom from heaven. Holy Spirit, open our minds, open our eyes, open our hearts to see and to hear what you would say today. Lord, I know you'll use my fumbling words to bring forth a powerful message that will bring glory and honor to you and revelation that we can walk in and illumination that will help us to move into all that you have for us this week. So Lord, in advance, we give you the praise, we give you the glory for your word. Let your word come forth in truth. Let your word come forth and set us free, we pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Cease and desist order must be issued today. I'm encouraging you. Uh, and we must not allow this unworthy complex to ta- have another minute, another hour, another day of our lives. This unworthy complex is where you judge yourself unworthy. Not me, not your neighbor, not your family member. You're judging yourself unworthy. Most of the time, it is not sin that is keeping us from God's blessings. Because we can repent and and get that under the blood of Jesus and we can pray and get God's forgiveness, right? Many times it is not the enemy that is keeping us from God's blessing because God has already given us the victory over Him. He is under our feet. He fights hard against us, but many times it's not the enemy keeping the blessing from being manifested in our lives. I find that most of the time what keeps us walking in the bondage and walking in the lack thereof is because, and not entering into the eye has not seen and the ear has not heard and that which has not even entered into our heart, the great things that God has for us. What is keeping us from that is us. It is us. And let me prove my point to you in 1 John chapter 3, verse 21 and following. Here he says, Beloved, if your heart does not condemn us, we have confidence towards God. If you are in yourselves, if you are with that unworthy complex, you are condemning yourself and it is stealing your confidence towards God. You will say, I have faith, but your confidence will not be there. You will say, I have authority. All authority has been given to me by Jesus over all the power of the enemy. But you will not exercise it if you do, if you condemn yourself. But if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence towards God. And whatever we ask, say whatever, whatever we ask, we receive from him. Hallelujah. Because our hearts do not condemn us. Look at Acts chapter 13, verse 44. It says, On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city came together to hear the word of God. I'm claiming that verse right now. 
that by the next Sunday that there'll be a move of the Spirit of God that all seven cities will start coming together to hear the Word of God. Now, I know this church can't hold them all, so let's just go ahead and start claiming it for other churches that all of them be filled to the brim and overflowing, all of them that are faithful to minister the Word of God. Let the seven cities fill every a construct and every rented facility where the word of God is being preached. It was here in Acts being done. I'm claiming it. If it was done in Acts by the Spirit of God, it can be done today as well. So the whole city came together to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and contradicting and blaspheming. They opposed the things spoken by Paul. Then Paul and Barnabas grew bold. I love when the Holy Ghost is present. There is a boldness that we can operate in that even though there's a great number against us, it doesn't affect us. He said they grew bold and they said, it was necessary that the word of God should be spoken to you first. In other words, he says it's been prophetically told it is necessary to fulfill the plan of God that the redeeming work of Jesus Christ and this gospel message first go to the Jew. He says it has come to you. It was necessary that the word of God be spoken to you first. But since you reject it and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, behold, we turn to the Gentiles. This message, everything that Jesus has provided, His healing, deliverance, salvation, eternal life, everything He has provided, prosperity, everything He has provided to be the righteousness of God, everything He has provided to, to fulfill the law, He says, has come to you as the Word of God, but because you judged yourself unworthy, it skipped right over you, and it's coming to the Gentiles. I'm here to tell you... <clears throat> Eye has not seen, ear has not heard. It has not entered into the heart of man. <coughs> Excuse me. All the things that God wants for you. All the things God has prepared for you. But if you judge yourself unworthy, it's going to skip right over you and it's going to go to those who will receive it. I mean, this is Apostle Paul, one of the greatest evangelists ever to minister the Word of God. And he's preaching Jesus Christ, Him crucified for the sins of mankind, preaching you can be forgiven, preaching that you can, you can have the grace of God, you can have the acceptance of God, you can have the goodness of God, you can have the righteousness of God, you can have the anointing of God in your life. But the Jews would not receive it because they judged themselves unworthy we've got to send out a cease and desist order to ourselves that we must stop it we must stop judging ourselves unworthy and the way to do that is that we have got to compare our uh, this understanding to a bigger understanding of what we need to do so in revelation chapter 5 verses 9 through 12 here is a better view, okay? Here, it, I want us to compare Acts 13 to uh, Revelation 5. And now they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll. John's been taken up to heaven and there they have a scroll and they said, who's, who's worthy to take the scroll? Who's worthy to open the scroll? Who's worthy to unlock the scroll? 
And they looked in heaven and no one was worthy. And they looked on the earth and not even you or I, none of us were worthy. They looked under the earth and no one was worthy. And John begins to weep and he's weeping because no one is worthy. But let me tell you why. Then they saw what looked like a lamb who was slain, but he was standing. He was alive. And he comes on the scene. And now the song changes. The focus changes. And they begin to sing a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll, to open its seals. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe and out of every tongue and out of every people and out of every nation, you have made us kings and priests. He has made us something. So don't you choose and say you're unworthy when he has done all of this to make you a priest and to make you a king unto God. And now that we might reign on the earth. Why are we priests and why are we made kings here? It's so that we can reign on this earth. It's time for you to rise up and begin to operate in the authority that God has given you and to rule and reign over your body, to rule and reign over your emotions, to rule and reign over your health, to rule and reign over your finances, to rule and reign over your family, to rule and reign over your neighborhood, to rule and reign over over your city, to rule and reign over the state you live in, the country you live in. You are light. You hear what I'm saying? You are light and you are salt. Jesus has made you what you are. Not what you did, but what Jesus did. And that makes Him worthy. Hallelujah. Because they looked and they heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the living creatures and the elders. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. And if you study the Greek language there, it literally means they were innumerable. There were thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, heaven's number one song on its charts is worthy is the Lamb. When you look and study heaven, this heaven has a number one song on its charts, and it is worthy is the Lamb. we got to learn to sing that song. we got to learn to sing that song. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because Paul is telling the Jews, because you've lost focus, and you're not seeing worthy is the Lamb, and you're trying to see whether or not you are worthy, you've judged yourself unworthy because you couldn't keep the law. You choose, you judged yourself unworthy because you failed here. You've missed the mark there. You tried this and you you gave it the gusto you had but you still came up short and everything you've tried to do for righteousness has come up as unrighteous and he says you've judged yourself because you're stuck where you're focusing on you you'll say this can never happen God's plan can never happen and if you judge yourself unworthy this plan of God will skip right over you and come to somebody who will say it's not me it's him it's not what I did it's what he did it's not who I am it's who he is it's not what I'm going going to do is what he's already done and say worthy is the lamb hallelujah come on now they missed out on all that God had planned for them and it wasn't because of their sin and it wasn't because of Satan and it wasn't because of a lack of prayer and it wasn't because of a lack of giving or a lack of service it was because they judged themselves unworthy I believe the Lord is wanting us to get our focus off of Acts 13 on the Revelation 5. We need to shift our focus 
from how unworthy we are to how worthy He is. Lest we reject the blessings of God. See, we reject the blessings of God when we base them in receiving them on our performance. Now, the Jews were good at this. The Jews tried very hard. They had laws. They had made up rules that came alongside the law so that they would catch themselves before they even got close to the edge of breaking the law. They had so much strictness on themselves that it was keeping them miles from breaking the law, yet they broke the law. And the whole law was to show us that no man born of Adam... No man born on this earth and the sin nature could fulfill the law. Bringing us to a place of a 400 years of dark ages where they're not even hearing God and not even seeing God to the place where they would come to the bottom of themselves, the end of themselves, and say, God, if you don't provide a Savior, there's no hope for us. We need to come to that place today. That we cannot save ourselves. Jesus has already provided salvation. We can't heal ourselves. Jesus has already provided healing. We can't promote ourselves and lift ourselves up. But Jesus has already provided the promotion and the lifting of our head. Hallelujah. We reject the blessings of God when we base it on receiving them from our own performance. We have to look at His performance. We have to look at His performance. We look at our performance, we'll judge ourselves unworthy. But if we look at His performance, which supernaturally He uh, grafts us in, and what He has provided and through His performance becomes ours. That's why He says that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He who was rich became poor, that we who are poor might be made rich in Christ Jesus. Read the theme of Paul's epistles. All of them, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. Healed, in Christ. Delivered, in Christ. Promoted, in Christ. Joy, in Christ. Peace comes, in Christ. Let me tell you what, it's not our performance, it's His performance. Hallelujah. We reject the blessings of God when we base our receiving from Him on our position. You see, people become position hungry when they think their position is somehow or another going to open and unlock things to them. Let me tell you what. We have to see that we take the towel and we kneel and we wash feet. For Jesus says, if you want to know how to be the greatest in the kingdom, do what I do. And he did what nobody else wanted to do. It wasn't the position anybody was seeking, but he went to that position, and because he knelt, Philippians 2, 5 through 11 tells us, God exalted him and gave him a name above all names, that at his name every tongue must confess in heaven on earth and even under the earth that Jesus Christ is Lord. So he has the position, and we find our position in him, in his position. We reject the blessings of God when we base our receiving from Him on our personality. You know, I've seen people, they're like, man, if I can put on the charm, if I can play the politics, oh man, I can, I can maneuver and move myself into the favor of God, into a place where God will promote and, and God will not overlook me. Let me tell you what, there's some of us that have kind of a gray personality. And some of us kind of have a cream personality. And some of us might have a sunshine personality. 
we're not all the same, thank God. It would be pretty boring. But let me tell you what, you can kind of have a gray personality, one that doesn't seek the spotlight. You weren't created for the stage and, the, you know, and you'd rather stay in the shadows and serve from behind. Let me tell you what, you, the devil will tell you, you'll never receive while you're serving in the shadows. You'll never receive just being a doorman in the house of God. You'll never receive. The devil is a liar. Because it's not our personality and how we're shining. It's his personality and how he, the sun, S-O-N, is also the S-U-N, shining in our lives. So we must move into a condemnation-free zone. We've got to see ourselves. Uh, uh, condemnation zone is a it, it's like a fallout. It's like it's like, uh, you know, the nuclear fallout where it's radioactive. It's a dangerous place to be. We need to move into a condemnation free zone. Back to one John three again. He says, beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence towards God. And whatever we ask, whatever we ask, whatever we ask, we receive from him. Let me tell you what. I want to see you get to the place where you go on with the rest of that verse and you, you're keeping his commandments and you're doing what's pleasing in his sight. Not to get the position, but your confidence has come in Christ. You've not condemned yourself and now you, you can't help but the spillage, the spillage of, of the joy of what Christ has done for you, in you, and through you, you're just, it just drives you to, you want to keep His commandments, you want to do that which is pleasing in His sight, that you would go and love one another as He has given us that commandment to love one another and to love our neighbors, we love ourselves. Come on now. So, but we've got to first get to that verse 21, if our heart does not condemn us. I am, I am upset. I'm going to be honest with you. I am upset. When the Lord gave me this assignment for this morning, He stirred me to the place I got really upset. And I stood in my office and I slammed my foot down and I said, enough with folks receiving their, uh, folks not receiving their breakthrough because they feel unworthy. I said, enough with folks not receiving their divine inheritance because they feel unworthy. And I, I said, enough with people not receiving their healing because they feel unworthy. Enough with people not receiving their promotion because they feel unworthy. Enough with people not receiving the fullness of the gospel that God has for them in every area because they feel unworthy. I'm telling you, none of us are worthy in and of ourselves. Do you hear what I'm saying? None of us are worthy in and of ourselves, but every one of us, we are made worthy in and through Jesus Christ so run in him run find your place in the on the rock of Jesus Christ and he makes us worthy hallelujah so the focus has to get off of us and onto him somebody say amen Amen. man it's got to get off of us onto him and that has to be priority because the Bible says he is worthy they looked all of heaven and they looked of all the earth And they looked even under the earth and no one was worthy except the Lamb. Except Jesus. Hallelujah. We've got to make Him the star of our show again. Do you hear what I'm saying? Stop rejecting God's grace. Stop rejecting God's goodness. Stop rejecting God's uh, greatness and manifest in your life. 
I am on assignment today and I'm not going to shut up until I finish, okay? I'm on assignment to tell you that the Lord wants to do things in your life. He wants to do things in your family's life. He wants to do things in the life of this church that are beyond imagination. And the only thing that's going to stop it is not a demon and it's not the devil. It is going to be us judging ourselves unworthy. The Jews rejected the value of the person and work of Jesus Christ. Everything they needed was right there. They rejected it because they looked at themselves rather than looking at Him and says, we're unworthy. I'm here to tell you today, get your eyes off of you and get your eyes on Jesus because Jesus is enough. I like what Brother Jeff yelled out this morning. He said, no, He's more than enough. Jesus is more than enough. Hallelujah. His blood washes away all my sins. Come now and let us settle this matter. Isn't this what the Word of God says? Come now and let us settle this matter, says the Lord. Though your sins be like scarlet, they will be white as snow. If they're red as crimson, they will be like wool. Isn't that what Isaiah 1.18 says? I'm telling you, Jesus is more than enough. God says, come now, let's settle it, says the Lord. Let's get it settled. Your sins in yourself, let me tell you what, it's like scarlet. They're like crimson. They're like wool that has been dyed with a dye that is indelible and it cannot be taken out. It is like, it is like scarlet. He says, I'm telling you, but what my son is doing, let's settle it. What Jesus is doing is what you couldn't do for yourself. And he's going to wash you white as snow and he's going to remove even the stain of of sin out of your life. Hallelujah. And when Jesus came and He lived and He was dying on the cross, He said what? It is finished. It is finished. What about that we don't, that we don't believe? I mean, how, what is it about that we don't get? He said it is finished. It is finished. It is finished. You don't have to be good enough. You don't have to be perfect enough. You don't have to be sinless enough. You don't, if it were up to that, you could have done that without me. He said, but I've come to do it for you. Hallelujah. Beloved, if your heart does not condemn you, we have confidence towards God that whatever we ask, we receive from Him. I think that is great that we've gathered here today in this beautiful building in the name that is above every name. I think it is great that we are here led by the Spirit of the living God and we are declaring worthy is the Lamb. I'm here to declare He is worthy. He is worthy because He is our Redeemer. He died for us. Do you hear what I'm saying? He washed our sin-stained lives with His blood. He took stripes for our healing. He took a crown of thorns upon His head to lift off the spirit of poverty off of our head. He took a beating and a bruising to heal us of every broken thing that's underneath the skin of our lives. His heart broke to heal our broken heart. Yes, He died for us. I'm here to declare He is worthy because on the third day. The Bible says He rose again. He walked among us for 40 days. He ascended to the Father and there He is interceding for us. But He's yet promised He's coming again for us. Hallelujah. I'm here to say He is worthy. He is worthy. Would somebody in here wake up the day and join me in the spirit of praise in this house and join with the elders and join with the crowd. The tens of thousands upon thousands upon
and thousands that are around the throne of God declaring he is worthy. Come on, join me in a spirit of celebration. He is worthy. I'm saying it right now. He's worthy to receive glory. He's worthy to receive honor. He's worthy to receive praise. He's worthy. He's worthy. Worthy is the Lamb of God. They sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll. You are worthy to open up the seals. For you were slain and have redeemed us unto God. Worthy, worthy is the Lamb. Every tribe, every tongue, every nation gathered around saying worthy, worthy is the Lamb of God. Come on, join me in getting the focus off of us and getting the focus on the Lamb. Somebody help me today. Oh, somebody join in and help me right now because the Lord, He is going to send His greatest blessing in your life this year. Worthy is the Lamb. The Lord is going to send His greatest blessing on your family this year because worthy is the Lamb. Healing is coming to you this year not because of what you've done, but because worthy is the Lamb. I declare miracles are beginning to manifest in and through your life right now not because you finally had a week where you got everything together no but because you said not me but him worthy is the lamb he deserves all of this he deserves all of this why you say because he lived a sinless life he died a sinless death and he shed sinless blood so that it would be applied to our sinful account to set us free did you not know it is for freedom it is for freedom somebody say freedom Galatians 5 and 1 it is for freedom that Christ has set us free stand firm stand firm and do not let yourselves be burdened again by this yoke of slavery stop singing I'm unworthy stop singing I'm unworthy and start singing he's worthy he's worthy humility is not putting yourself down humility is lifting Jesus up it's lifting Jesus up debasing yourself and putting yourself down and talking about how unworthy you are will not produce good in your life. But when you start declaring what the Lamb deserves, what the Lamb deserves, what the Lamb deserves, the elders in heaven saw what He deserved. The angels in heaven saw what He deserved. The cherubim saw what He deserves. Worthy, worthy, worthy is the Lamb. And when you do that, two things happened in heaven. That which was locked was unlocked. You got something been locked up? You got something been locked up? You couldn't get to it? You couldn't get to it? Had a lock on it? You're healing like it had a lock on it. You couldn't find the code. Your prosperity, had to, you couldn't find the code. The lock, you kept yanking, 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 and it was locked. Well, when they begin to declare worthy, that which was locked up was unlocked. Click, you heard a click. Hallelujah. And the second thing is that which was closed was opened up. Oh, when you begin to declare worthy, worthy, even in heaven what was locked up, even in heaven what was closed got unlocked and unopened. And that is to show you what He wants to do in your life. So it may not be the devil, it may not be sin that's stopping your blessing. It may be that we're ruining it for ourselves 
Because we've been thinking if we just whine enough and, oh, I'm so unworthy and pathetically make ourselves pitiful that God would have mercy on us. Uh-uh. When the Jews did that and judged themselves unworthy, everything Jesus had for them first, for them first, jumped over went to the Gentiles who would say we're not worthy but look at you you're worthy and if we can be grafted into this vine here we are he says done done so if you want God's attention shift over from from you and it being all about you and start lifting up him amen worthy is the lamb worthy is the lamb hallelujah glory to God Amen. Amen. I just love, I just love what God has said and what God is going to do. It can't be about us. Isaiah 64 and 6 says, all of our righteousness is what? Like filthy rags. Meaning our greatest efforts still leave us weighed in the balance and found wanting. I hear in my spirit that old hymn, the solid rock. Remember that? My hope is built in nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. And I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. That third verse says, His oath, His covenant, His blood support me in the whelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, He then is all my hope and stay. And then when He shall come with a trumpet sound, oh, may I then in Him be found, dressed in His righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you hear it? It's in Christ. He's worthy. There was this poor little boy. His dad was in town picking up some supplies, and the little boy wandered off into a little candy shop. And he goes into this candy shop, and there's all this candy. Oh, he's amazed. He's never seen so much candy. And there he is staring at it. And the owner of the store looks over and sees he's tattered and dirty, and, and his clothes are uh, yanked up because he's outgrown them. He could tell he's a little poor boy. So he just heart with compassion. He goes over and he says, son, put your hand in and get as much candy as you can. Get it. I'm not charging you for it. It's yours. And the little boy just stands there and stares at the candy. And he says to him again, uh, I don't know if you understood, but I said you can put your hand in and get all the candy you can get. It's yours. I'm, I'm not going to charge you. I promise it's yours. And the little boy just stares at the candy. And the shop owner frustrated and he says, move out of the way. And he reaches over and he digs in with his big hand and he pulls out a handful of candy. And it's so much the little boy has to open both hands to catch it all. And he puts it in his hands and the little boy looks up and says, your hands are bigger than my hands. <laughs> I'm here to tell you today, Jesus' hands are bigger than your hands. So it's not what your hands can produce. It's about His hands. Those nail-scarred hands and what they've already produced. That's why we need to learn to say, worthy is the Lamb. 
When people start hating on you, say, it's not about me. Worthy is the Lamb. When they say, you don't deserve this and you don't deserve that, you say, worthy is the Lamb. you got to learn to not let anyone put you down because you're blessed. you just got to learn to say, worthy is the Lamb. I'm telling you, you got to learn to take every promotion and every blessing and every good gift from God and say, I'll take it for His glory. He deserves the glory. Worthy is the Lamb. I need somebody as we wrap this thing up to help me preach this last bit of this message. Could somebody help me this morning? And you just begin to say, worthy is the Lamb in response to what I'm about to say. This church is going to grow because worthy is the Lamb. We're going to shout and we're going to rejoice because... I'm not going to apologize for the blessings of God on my life because worthy is the Lamb. I'm not going to apologize for the anointing of God on my life because I'm not going to apologize for the favor of God on my life because See, the only time Jesus stopped worship and rebuked it is when those disciples came back and they were rejoicing, they were worshiping, saying that even the demons are subject to us. Jesus said, stop it! and rebuked them. He said, rejoice not. Shut it down. See, you rejoice, said you're rejoicing over the wrong thing. You've made it about what you can do for me and worship is not about what you can do for me. Worship is about what I've already done for you. Do you hear what I'm saying? Worship is about what Jesus has done for us. See, sometimes we think we come like a cat bringing a mouse to our, to our owner and saying, look what I did. Now will you, will you appreciate me? Jesus says, I want you to see what I did for you and know that I love you and know that I appreciate you and know that I see more in you than you see in yourself. And I look beyond your shortcomings and I look beyond your fault. Yet while you were in your mother's womb, I formed you. I've got a plan for you. I've got a, I want to prosper you. And he says, and all I'm trying to do is get what I've done for you to you so that you could reach up to that and it brings you up and out of where you're at hallelujah worthy is the lamb is there something you can worship him for right now would you all stand with me is there something you can worship him for right now i don't look at what you don't have look at what you do have in him every need you have he has already met that need according to his riches and glory so i want you to look at that need met and begin to worship him for it i want you to look at that healing done and begin to worship him for it i want you to look at that promotion has already come and i want you to begin to worship him for it i want you to look at it because every need is already met in and through him declare worthy is the lamb and the things that have been locked up are going to be unlocked and the things that have been closed are going to begin to open i'm here to tell you your eyes not seen your ear is not heard. It has not entered into your heart yet. The great things God got for you. But we got to learn. We got to learn to get rid of this unworthy complex. And how do we do it? We take our focus off of us and we get our focus on the Lamb. We take the focus off of what we don't have and we look at what the Lamb has provided. We look at the shortcomings of us. We say no more. I look at the fulfillment of what Jesus has done. I am His. I'm righteousness in Him. I'm a king. I'm a priest. I'm a royal blood. I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. I'm blessed coming in and I'm blessed going out. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. When I walk into a place, it may be a cursed ground, but that ground gets blessed because I carry the blessing. The blessing of Abraham has come upon me. The curse came up off of me and went on Jesus because he hung on the cross. The curse is not mine. Jesus took it off. Worthy is the Lamb. I'm going to praise you, Jesus. I'm going to worship you, 
Jesus. I'm going to thank you, Jesus. I'm going to love on you, Jesus. I'm going to brag on you, Jesus. I'm going to tell others about you, Jesus. I'm going to live my life for you, Jesus. I'm going to smile for you, Jesus. I'm going to walk with joy because of you, Jesus. I'm going to live in peace because of you, Jesus. I'm going to walk in my healing because of you, Jesus. I'm going to walk in my provision because of you, Jesus. I'm going to walk away from a sin-stained life, white as snow, redeemed by your blood because of you, Jesus. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Do you get it? Do you get it? Is it yours? Do you have that truth? The fowl of the air is flying about right now. Demon spears ready to steal the seed of this word from you. Right now, if you won't receive it, they'll steal it. So you won't have it later. Open the good soil of your heart. Say, I receive this word. And I'm not going to be a hearer of this word only, but a doer. So right now, I'm going to lift up my countenance. I'm going to lift up my hands. I'm going to lift up my voice. And I'm going to begin to declare, worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. You are worthy. I join in with the crowd. I join in with every tribe. I join in with every tongue. I join in with every nation. I join in with the elders. I join in with the cherubim. I join in with the cherubim. I join in with the heavenly host. Thousands upon thousands of tens of thousands. And I say, worthy, worthy is the Lamb. The focus is not on me. The focus is on you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy. Oh, God, church, you got to get it. You got to get it. Worthy. 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 Somebody, somebody's had something locked up. Somebody had something shut. And it's like you've been hitting that closed door. And you've been, you've been trying every code you thought you could figure out. Trying to get that locked open up. I want you to just move toward this altar right now. And I want you to move toward this altar declaring worthy is the Lamb. Oh, it's not about me and it's not about how smart I am and it's not about what I've done or what I'm going to do. It's about you, Jesus. It's about you, Jesus. I want you to just move. If that, the lock's been locked right now, I want you to come celebrating that as you lift up the Lamb of God, as you begin to declare worthy is the Lamb, He's going to open up that seal. He's going to open up that lock. He's going he's gonna, to, that thing that's been closed to you, that you've been knocking on the door, that you've been pounding on the door, that you've been kicking at the door, and it's like you couldn't get it open. I want you to come right now. And I want you to just say, I'm, I, today, I'm moving forward. This door is going to be open to me. This door of healing is mine. This door of prosperity is mine. This, this door of, of restoration is mine. This door of reconciliation is mine. This door, you're opening it up. Hallelujah. For you, Lamb, the Lamb of God, your word. When they began to declare worthy is the Lamb, He began to unlock and He began to open up. And when they began to declare He is worthy, He began to unlock and He began to open up. I'm telling you right now, you can do what they did in heaven. He gave us an example. John went there and he brought us back what we need to do. If there's something locked up, if there's a closed door and we need it open, we need. We need not cry. We need not look around and say who's not worthy, ourselves included. We need to look at who is worthy and lift Him up. Lift him up. Oh, worthy, worthy. 
Jesus, I lift you up in this place today. Jesus, I worship you today. Jesus, I lift you up. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Hallelujah. For He is holy. He is holy. Yes, He is holy. Back and forth they declared over Him. Back and forth reciprocating. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Holy, holy, holy. You're the worthy one. I can't be holy enough in my own strength and effort. I have to find my righteousness in you. And I have to walk out and live a life of holiness empowered by your Spirit, Lord. Because you're the Holy One. You're God. You're the Lamb. You're the one provided for my healing. You're the one provided for my need. You're the one provided for my help. You're the one provided for my joy. You're the one provided for my life. Jesus, Jesus, you are worthy. Worthy. Worthy is the Lamb of God. Could somebody just continue to just lift him up? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. Hallelujah. I say unto you, I hear the Spirit of the Lord say, I say unto you, that which has been closed is open. Walk through it. Walk through it rejoicing. Walk through it dancing. Walk through it with great confidence. Walk through it as though this is your life. Because from this day forward, this is your life. You are redeemed. You are healed. You are restored. You are lifted up. You are provided for. You are loved. Hallelujah. And as a gazelle would, would just leap upon the mountaintops uh, and as a young deer would just begin to dance in the, in the fields, I see the Spirit of the Lord saying, be free. Be free, my son. Be free, my daughter. Free to worship. Free to love. Free to dance. Free to sing. Free to worship. Hallelujah. That Because it is for freedom that you've been set free. It is for freedom that you've been set free. Don't go back to the slavery. Don't go back to the yokes. It is time to go up and go out. It is time to go up and to go out. But I'm telling you, there's a river flowing from the throne of God, the Bible says. And everywhere the water touches, uh, I'm telling you, it brings uh, supernatural strength, supernatural life to the trees that are rooted by the river. Oh, today, let us be rooted by the river of God. Let us be rooted by the anointing of God. 
Let us be rooted in the righteousness of God. Let us be rooted in the Spirit of God. Let us be rooted in the, in the Word of God. And now every we're going to produce leaves. And the leaves will be the healing for the nation. That what God's bringing us, what He's bringing to us, He's also going to bring through us. What He's bringing to you, He's going to bring through you. So not only are you blessed, but the people around you are going to get blessed. Not only are you healed, but the people around you are going to get healed. Not only are you full of joy, unspeakable, and full of glory, but that joy is going to go through you, and it's going to touch the people around you. And not only are you saved, but the salvific work of Jesus Christ through His atonement is going to come through you, and people around you are going to get saved. Your family is going to get saved. Your spouse is going to get saved. Your parents are going to get saved. I'm telling you, there's a salvation, a river of stream, a redemption blood flow that is flowing through you. I'm telling you, we're going to let the world see and hear and know that our God is good, that our God is awesome, that our God is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. And all of the cities are going to begin to gather to hear the Word of God and worship the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Let us lead the way. Let us lead the way beginning right now, today, in Jesus' name.